generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of 30 and 30 from keepthechange.co.nz. Of course, money mail every Friday, 9am in your inbox or as a podcast later on, maybe in the weekend or when I get around to recording it. Today, we're going to be looking at spending to get time back. Something that a lot of us probably don't have uh, too much teaching about as time goes by, depending on how you grew up, I'd imagine. But something that I kind of struggled with, if I'm honest, because I was sort of of the understanding that, you know, if you can do it yourself, then then why, why would you pay someone to do it? Why not just do it yourself? And I'm sure some of you have heard that kind of teaching as you've grown up and maybe still rock with that, and that's completely fine. This is a lesson or episode to help you understand how I started to think about it and how I had to unlearn some of the things that I had learned around what I should be doing and what I shouldn't be doing. Um, and I don't think there's a right or wrong answer with this stuff. And I think that's the, the key thing to remember is that everybody's different, so don't judge uh, people. Now, a very recent example is that my partner and I, we went down to the Mount and my business partner and I do this as well. And we've started flying because it's about a two-hour drive from Auckland to Tauranga, two, two and a half hours. Sometimes it's three hours. Now, one thing that I hate is going away for a relaxing weekend or a week of work and then having to sit in a car inefficiently and drive and then get stuck in traffic and get home and end up being really frustrated. So we've started to fly to the mount more often than drive. And I think a, a an older version of Luke from years ago would never have done that because it's just a two-hour drive. So why would you... Why would you fly for 20 minutes when you could be just be driving? By the time you fly down there, people are saying, oh, you could have driven down there in that time and those types of things. And they may well be right when it all goes well and when there's no traffic or something hasn't happened. But I find that flying makes me feel so much better, my flight there. And often when I fly too, I get a lot of amazing ideas and creativity when I fly and I can't do that when I'm driving because I'm driving and I'm concentrating, whereas flying, I'm basically, I'm a bit more productive. But when we went down there, 
both my business partner and then with my girlfriend, so many people are like, oh, you know, how was the drive down? I'm like, no, we flew down. They're like, you flew down? You flew from Auckland? Like, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Well, yeah, what what, what does that cost? And it's, um, when we've gone, if we, if we book early enough, it's about 69 bucks, I think, or $70, and that's probably going to go up with petrol prices going up. Uh, but it hasn't actually been overly expensive. But that's... I guess my opinion, because some people would say, well, it is, because you could get down there for a tank of gas in 70 bucks. So why, why would you fly when you could, you know, go, you could probably get there and back for 70 bucks. I don't, I don't know what the petrol would cost you to get down there uh, at the moment. I haven't tracked it recently enough, but I get what people are saying. But you know, this is where this stuff gets confusing, is what's right, what's wrong. And I, I don't think there is a right or a wrong. And I think these are the things that we have to do to test them for, ourselves another one exa- uh, another example for you is dry cleaning now I was of the understanding that you know only rich people get their clothes dry cleaned and that's for fancy people and why would you go and do that what a what a waste of time when you could iron it yourself and I was taught how to iron and I know how to iron a shirt and I did all through uh, my working career and recently I've kind of thought well actually it's a it's a very it's a massive waste of my time. And recently, also, my girlfriend went to do it for me, and she was like, "Fuck, these shirts are really hard to iron." And I'm like, "Yeah," I'm like, "No disrespect, but look look at it. It's still kind of crinkly." And then she got upset at me. I'm like, "This isn't worth fighting about. Um, I'm just going to take them to the dry cleaner because they're so hard to iron these shirts that I've got." And it almost for me going there, I'm like, "Oh, is this like you know? Should you be doing this? This is." A waste of money and I, I could be ironing these myself but really you're buying your time back and time is something that you only you, you never know how much time you're going to have right but it's something that you can't get back and I think at some point in our life or as you go you need to figure out which things you're happy to pay for to get your time back and which things you're happy to do yourself and of course as you start to make more money obviously then you get to think about that more because you can work out whether you should be doing it or whether it's a bit of better use of your time to actually swap money for someone else to do it and you can carry on doing the things that, that you need to be doing or uh, whatever that is. Now, I don't think that you know this is something that everybody's going to relate to because they're going to just think, well, I, I don't have the money to, to be able to afford to do all those things so that's obviously nice for you to say but there may be two or three things or, or even just one where you can identify hey this is actually a really bad use of my time and perhaps I should pay and swap money to get my time back. Another example could be cleaning your car. Now some people get a lot of value out of cleaning their car whereas some people go mm, fuck that I'm going to run it through a, uh, um, a car wash and I think a car wash, for instance, that's that's buying your time back. Some people say you're lazy, why don't you do it yourself? Other people would say, well, I don't want to spend two hours doing it. I'm going to put all this water into the local um, sewer or whatever and there's soap suds running down my driveway and I don't have all the products. Then I've got to go buy a sponge and all these different things. So you might not even have all the things you need to do it, but it's very accepted to go into a car wash, isn't it? But if you say to someone, oh, I get my shirts dry clean, they're like, oh, who do you think you are? You know, like, why, do, why can't you do it yourself? So it's weird what becomes acceptable and then what doesn't. But at the heart of this, I think, 
is people trying to buy their time back. Another example is a cleaner. What about getting a cleaner for your house? Would you consider doing that? Again, you know, when I was growing up, my mum used to do this for people. And so maybe in my head I thought, oh, the rich people get to buy a cleaner, but the poor people don't, and they have to clean their own homes. I don't think it's a rich versus poor thing. I think it's that people are trying to find ways to get their time back, and so they're trading their money back for time. Another way that I sort of look at some of these things now is can I effectively help someone by getting them to um, to do their service for me because that's their business and I understand that we need businesses to keep going to keep everything ticking over. So sometimes I'll deliberately go and get my shirts dry cleaned and I will go and get my car cleaned and I'll pay someone to do it because I know that we need to keep money going through the system and I've taken my car to get cleaned and you can do it up here now where you can basically keep working whilst they're cleaning it and that's what I've done. So I've sat there on my laptop doing some form of work and they have been um, cleaning my car and they come back half an hour later and they're like, hey, here you go, your car's cleaned and it looks absolutely amazing. They've done a better job than I'd be able to do and I know I've supported their business and I've carried on doing some work in that time as well and then I carry on with my life. But a, car, I mean, uh, a cleaner in your house, again, that's another thing where you know, I'm sure it's a, it's a luxury for most people and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm certainly, you know, it w- there wouldn't be a high percentage of people who have a cleaner. But, you know, when I got to go house sitting and see how some people, d- different people were living, it was just so surprising for me. You know, a cleaner would turn up, uh, a dog groomer would turn up, a gardener would turn up. And I'm sitting here thinking, holy fuck, you know, what's going on here? We didn't have any of these things when I was growing up. I'm like, how do people make sense of this stuff? And it's a bit like when we're talking about having a flash car, you know. How do people make sense of doing these things? And I think society kind of teaches us to just judge these people instead of asking ourselves the question, how do they make the sense? How do they make sense of that? How do they make sense of having a gardener, of having a cleaner, of having someone come around to groom their dog? You know, I'm just sitting there going, wow, what, why don't they do all this themselves? But maybe it doesn't bring them any fulfillment. Maybe it drains all their energy. Maybe it makes them really unhappy. Who knows? You know, that's for them to decide, not for us to decide. So a very good way to explore these types of things is to ask yourself, how do other people make sense of these things? And what could they be getting out of it? And I think a number of times it is the fact that people are trying to get their time back. We do a number of things where we hope um, that we're going to love them, but then eventually... You know, they start to become time sucks for us and then we start to look for ways to be able to get our time back. Recently, I booked a trip to go overseas. I actually pulled out my passport for the first time and I found my plane ticket, the last plane ticket I had, and it was a ticket to Melbourne. And when I was in Melbourne, COVID kicked off and I had to fly home to New Zealand and we haven't been able to travel since. So uh, I've got one of the last tickets before the world kind of closed down. Well, New Zealand did anyway. Uh, the rest of the world's kind of moving by now. But anyway, I decided this time, okay, instead of me pulling all this together or saying to Jade, hey, could you help me with this? I thought, I'm going to go to a travel agent because I know they've been absolutely battling and I know an uh, uh, independent guy and I thought, shit, I'm going to support them. I'm going to see if they can pull this trip together for me, drop them some audio. Within a week, 
They've got a whole itinerary for me. They've customised it. They've put on things that I would never pay for, like insurance and transfers and different things. I'm like, nah, I'll sort that, I'll sort that, I'll sort that. And I just thought, just Luke, let it go and let them sort it. Let them do their thing. And I literally just basically said yes to everything they suggested. So the insurance and uh, these transfers and then moving us from um, one city to the other and where we're staying. I clicked on it to have a look and I'm like, oh, actually, this is their job. Who cares? It's got a bed. That's all I need. Let's roll. And so went back and um, let them let them book it all. And it saved me so much time. I was blown away at how much time I actually saved. And I know some people will be sitting here going, well, you could have saved yourself money by booking all that yourself. But it really would have fucked me off if I had to try and book a five-day trip with all this accommodation and for two people and all these different things and moving parts. That's like my worst nightmare. That would just take so much of my energy and I would rather be sitting down recording a podcast like this, for instance, than researching where do you stay in the Gold Coast or Brisbane. And I, I just, I don't know and I don't want to know. I'll be happy wherever I end up. And so I've just given it to somebody else and I've been able to support their business and get my time back because they've organized it all for me. And now I know as well that if anything goes wrong, I can say, hey, can you please solve this? It's not going to be on me to solve. So for me, I'm buying my time back. But these are all things that were hard for me to accept and start trialing because it wasn't really seen in my upbringing or it wasn't how I would think to do things. I would always think, do it yourself, do it yourself. I want to do everything myself. I could do that, so I should do it. But as I've become, uh, I guess I was going to say more mature, but listening to some of these pods, you probably think I'm not very mature. Let's just say, as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate that I don't need to be the hero that tries to do everything, and asking for help is a really important thing, and people are way better at heaps of stuff than I am, so why not engage them to do it better than me, and for them to also get some of my time back for me? Same thing for me with advertising. I learned how to do social media marketing and all these different things, and with school rebates and next advisor, I was pumping so much time into them. And it's basically like a full-time job on top of trying to do all the other things that you're doing. And we got to the stage where I'm like, this isn't a good use of my time anymore. I need to trade um, money to get my time back. And so I've got someone who helps me with the marketing for my business, for next advisory and for different things that I pull together. And I just drop my line and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking about, can we make this happen? And they'll go away and they'll actually put it all together for me and allow that to happen. A few years ago, I'd have been way too scared. I'd be like, no way, I can do that. What a waste of money. But now, that's not a good use of my energy because it would drain my energy and that would remove me from being able to do good things for other people or for clients or for myself or uh, my girlfriend or who knows what, you know, so... I'm trying to remove the things that create friction in my life that mean that I feel unhappy. So perhaps that's an, ex- uh, an exercise that you can work through is go through your week, look back at it on a Sunday and figure out what did I do in this week that really drained my energy? What was taking from my life? And it might be, oh, I had to go to the supermarket three times, 40 minutes 
20 minutes there, 20 minutes back, or whatever it is. Maybe it's 10 minutes there, 10 minutes back. But there's an hour of your week gone. I can't believe how many people go to the supermarket. It is the stupidest concept if you think about it. But I've had a lot of people kick back at this and be like, oh, it's really therapeutic for me and I love it and it's, um, it's what I've always done and I enjoy doing it and et cetera, et cetera. But hear me out on this. You go to the supermarket, right? You roll in, you grab a trolley. You get that trolley and you put in individual items. You walk through aisles. They're strategically set up so that you pick things at eye level and get things that you probably wouldn't have seen because your brain wasn't thinking of them but they plant them in your head as you see them at eye level. You put those into your trolley. You get all the things in your list. You then have a batch of goods. So you've got a trolley full of goods, right? Then you go to a fucking conveyor belt. You unload all of your goods onto a conveyor belt, at which point one person grabs every single item and goes beep, 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 and scans every single item and then puts them back into either bags or into back into a trolley. They'll probably get you to do it now too. They used to have somebody that would do it for you, but those days are gone. And then you put them all into those bags. Then you go out to your car. You probably put them back in a trolley. Go into your car, and then you drive home. You take said bags inside, and you pull out individual items, or if you're anything like me, you pull out fucking five at a time, you're just trying to throw them into the bloody drawers, and you put them into your house. What an absolute inefficient waste of time. But no one will say that. They're like, no, 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 what do you mean? Like, nah, it's, it's just what you do. You've got to do that every week. Well, how is my food bag so popular? How are all these things so popular? Because they're all giving you time back, and that's what we all want we want convenience and we want more time in a day because we think we're so busy we are busy but it's because we haven't looked at our day and gone how fucking stupid are these things that I'm doing why are these taking me so long why am I doing this this way and actually analyzing your own time to put some more time back into your day six bucks for a countdown delivery oh that's ridiculous who'd pay six bucks to get that delivered these days I'm paying three dollars to get a subway delivered or whatever Uh, We're chasing convenience a lot more, but the supermarket's got to be the stupidest form of inefficiency that we all do week in, week out. So maybe for you, like obviously you can tell from me that I hated doing it. So now I, I don't really go to the supermarket. I'm lucky that my girlfriend does it, but even when I was living on my own in my apartment, I would try and I'd order it all online and I'd just go and pick it up out the front because I don't want to go through the bloody assembling it all. So I was removing half of the steps, right? And so we still do that now too. We live by a countdown, but we order it online and then we just go and pick the packages up because then, so what we're doing, we're trading $6 or whatever the pickup fee is for someone else's time because they're going to go around the supermarket. They're going to put them all into brown bags. There's no more scanning. There's no more putting them all into a trolley, all of that shit. Two-thirds of the process is done. Now we've just got to get the... Goods from the countdown, back to home, shout out to Countdown, shout out to the old distribution centre workers too, hey, I'm still not back there, yeah, you said I would be back too, Uh, and then we put them around the house or whatever, and then we use them that week. There's so many areas of our life that are like this, that we've got no idea how inefficient we are, because we just do what we've always done. So have a look at your week, and how inefficient it is, and how much time gets lost to different things. 
and whether you actually need to do the things that you're doing or can you reinvent some of the processes. As I've gotten better at understanding the value of my time, I've loved using Uber Eats, uh, Countdown Pickup for instance, getting my dry cleaning done every now and then or even like getting it done as a batch, getting someone else to help me with things and then realising that they're actually better at them. Maintenance is another one. Like I said, people that I was house-sitting for that have a garden, a gardener and a groomer and all these things, and I'm just going, wow. But for me, I'm like, well, bin that. I don't even want a backyard because it's just an absolute waste of time for me, and I don't get anything out of it. I like watering plants, to be fair. It's kind of, it sounds kind of weird, but I'm a weird guy. Uh, so I do enjoy that on a house-sit, get the old hose out, give something a bit of a squirt, then work out that Auckland's actually got water restrictions, so I probably shouldn't be doing it. Uh, but I think we're through those at the moment. But... You know, I, I don't like building stuff or bloody trying to fix stuff or whatever. So I put my hand up and I find out, well, can someone else do that? Um, and even we've got to move office soon and we're getting someone to come in and just pack the entire office up and move it all. The next time that I move home or move from apartment to apartment, well, at the moment I use a, um, a fully furnished apartment because for me I'm like, what a time saver. Don't need all the shit. Don't need to fall back into my ways of bloody... Um, what's it called, the old uh, consumer finance that we spoke about earlier in the month. I don't need to bloody tick up a lazy boy in a bed and stuff again. I'll just go use somebody else's. And there's a massive time saver there as well because you're not having to move it all. So then I don't have a backyard as well and an apartment. So I've made my life super efficient. But that will all change at some stage. But I had to do that in order to get heaps of my time back so that I could do the things that I was needing to do, including building the business and recalibrating my life, I guess, to be uh, fit for purpose and, and, and allow me to do the things that I wanted to do, work on my side hustle, work on my business, do some of this keep the change stuff and actually do all these things. I had to take other things out of my life in order to be able to do them. So I looked at it and was like, how can I make my life more efficient? And yes, it's very easy to say, well, just don't go to this, don't go to that. But I thought, well, where are the, the ways that waste my time that I do them because we all do them? Or mowing your lawns, gardening. You know, when I had my house in Hara, I'm like, fuck, this is a waste of time. I had to go mow the lawns every two Sundays or whatever it was, or even every Sunday. And these weeds would just keep growing back. And then I'd have to go to Bunnings and get some bloody spray stuff to spray these weeds. And then I'd probably put them on something I wasn't supposed to. And I've got to keep the cat inside because the bloody cat might get it and come back in and... Next thing, the whole house is contaminated and all this stuff where you're like, do I really need to be doing this? So all I'm saying is just have a really good look at your life and figure out, is it efficient? And do you actually enjoy the things that you're doing? And are there areas where you can get some time back? You might think that having a cleaner is just an absolute um, luxury and that's for rich people. Well, here's a good way to test your, um, your ability. Work out what that's going to cost you to get it done every two weeks or every four weeks or something like that, where you get to pull out half of what you'd ordinarily do and get them to do the other half. I've got a client who does uh, cleaning. It's a million-dollar business. There's so many people that want to hit, want their house cleaned. And you could figure out, okay, if it's going to cost me $600 a year, say, what can I sell around the house that we don't use that is going to be worth $600? Then once you've done that, or once you've got yourself like halfway you can engage your cleaner and you can see what does it do? What does it do for you for you for a year? Give it a crack and actually try it out. Don't just go, ah, that's just for rich people and bloody cleaner, you're fucking lazy and 
yeah, you're just a slacker. You could be doing that yourself. And all these things that people say, you know, have a crack and actually see what it does for your life to trade some money to get some of your time back. But also, if you're doing, if you're going to do that, think about what you're going to do in that spare time and how different your life's going to look like and how you're going to use that to your advantage. Otherwise, you might just soak up your time um, pissing around on social media or doing all those different types of things. What else have we got there? We've done Uber Eats, a bit of flying and driving, that sort of thing. We talked about how inefficient a bloody supermarket is. And, and you know, these days we've got online orders and deliveries and those things are, are becoming so much more part of everyday life. In my 20s, for instance, that wasn't really possible. There'd be some of you listening around the country where it's not necessarily possible, but if you can take advantage of those things and it's going to save you time, well then just think when you see what a delivery cost is, if that is actually worth you handing over that money in order to be able to protect your time because time is something that we can never get more of and once it's gone it's gone yesterday's gone for me today's uh slowly going by as well well not slowly it's at three o'clock at the time of recording this and I'm you know I feel like it was only not long ago I was at the gym and thinking I've got my whole Saturday ahead of me and all of a sudden I've had some lunch and done a couple of podcasts and stuff and you know my Saturday is going to be gone so just be careful what you what you allow to take up your time and whether your reluctance lives for not trading money to get that time back. Look at yourself more value, as a more valuable person perhaps and think that actually to pay $6 to get your groceries delivered to save yourself a trip there, a trip back, the risk that that is and the risk that you overspend when you're there with all the fancy marketing and different things and to actually pack all that shit up and do all of that stuff is, is giving them $6 to do all of that for you, is it a good idea? I'd suggest it probably is. And maybe it's dearer than $6 these days, but you know, you, you weigh up those things, but don't just fall into the trap of thinking that what you got taught when you were on your way up or when you were um, you know, a child or whatever happened in your light, um, early childhood or when you were being nurtured into thinking about some of these things, don't just think that they're the only way to do it. It's a trap and it can be very hard for us to break these types of thinking, uh, ways of thinking if we, we leave it longer and longer to try and get on top of. So think about what you've got going on in your life that you'd like to trade some time for uh, some money for time to get it back and don't be scared to have a crack at it every now and then and just try some of these things and see if you can add some more money back into your household so that you can go and have a crack at these things. And just see how your life's going to be different because if you can remove the things out of your life that you don't like doing and do more of the things that you do want to be doing, then I guarantee you, you'll have more energy. I've tried this a number of times with a number of different things. Of course, there's sometimes where we just have to suck it up and do different things, but um, you know, there's just not enough teaching, I think, to get people to value themselves and value their time more and think about what it is that they actually want to be doing with their time and be willing to give back, well, some of their money that they've collected in order to get some of that time back. Now, I appreciate that some people will be listening to this going, well, that's easy for you to say because you've got um, disposable income that allows you to do that and you've got a very unique life or whatever it is. But yes, uh, you're probably right. And for you, I just say, well, maybe just think as you go about how you could test some of these things and try them. I've given you a couple of solutions there about how to trade uh, and, and get some money back, sell some stuff on Facebook Marketplace, for instance, to 
get yourself a bit of extra cash or work a little bit extra um, and store some cash just so you can try a couple of these things and see what they do for your life because other people have made sense of doing it. When I was house-sitting, there's a cleaner, a gardener, a groomer. You know, they've made sense of why they need those three people. I had no idea. I'm sitting there going, how have they figured out this is a good thing to do? But we can only understand these things for ourselves if we're actually willing to have a crack and try and see what they do for us. So don't be too scared of letting go of a little bit of cash to get some time back. See you tomorrow. I'm the party application rocking just like that. This is International Big Mega Radio Smasher. Because I'm having a good time with you.